What's up, everybody? I go by the name of Doggy Diamonds. You are now listening to No Filter Podcast. No filter means honesty. If you're afraid of honesty, then this ain't the podcast for you. We're going to be honest today. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Doggy Diamonds. You are now listening to Doggy Diamonds No Filter Podcast. This is episode 51. I know that because I know that because I did all the episodes previously, so I know the numbers, which is funny because it's actually not episode 51 because some of the episodes are shorter, so I didn't name them because they was a full-length podcast, so I didn't know what to do with them, so I was calling them quick chats and shit, so I still might do some of that, but those are the episodes that might be like uh, 15, 10 minutes or some shit like that. It's not a full podcast, but I thought the audio was good, and you still might enjoy it and listen to it, so I still put it out. Because I was like podcasting before I knew what podcasting was. I didn't know podcasting was just audio. You know, I was always doing visual, but I didn't know that you could strip the audio and, and call it a podcast. And another thing, some of y'all need to stop going on YouTube and saying you got a podcast and you don't got no fucking audio. That's not a podcast. That's a video cast or just an interview or just you talking shit. But a podcast is audio. Okay? You could put visuals to it. Visuals go to it, but it's audio, 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 okay? So stop doing some YouTube shit with your poor sound quality and saying you got a podcast. You do not have a fucking podcast. And another thing about podcasting and interviewing, some of y'all motherfuckers got to let y'all guests talk. Y'all talk too fucking much. They're there to tell their story. If you ask them a question, why are you not letting them answer the fucking question? And I see so many so-called podcasters do this because they're not real podcasters. Many of them are former artists or former entertainers or whatever. And they think because they got a few stories to tell, they could just do a podcast. That's what's happening right now. So everybody named Mama is doing it, fucking the game all the way up. Well, but that's another story. But that, you know, it kind of ties in with what I want to talk about today about age and entertainment and hip-hop and mainly hip-hop in particular because hip-hop is the only genre uh where we always talk about how old somebody is or how young somebody is like no matter what the genre is if you a singer you can come out and you can be fucking seven years old you know michael jackson was a child singer I was going to say Tevin Campbell, but I'm not fucking with Tevin Campbell in no way, even though, you know, he made some good music, but I'm just going to leave that shit alone. But, you know, um, you had child singers. You had child rappers. And, you know, people always put in a category. So now, in 2018, and from, I don't know when this shit started. It's been going on for a while with the disrespect between the youth and the older uh, I think we just don't relate. We're just out of touch with one another. We don't understand the youth. The youth don't understand us. Um, and it's just a big clash. And somebody has to meet in the middle somewhere and kind of bridge that gap. Because in order for hip-hop and the, the, the music to really maintain and sustain, there's room for everybody. There's room for these young dudes. Is room for the for the elder statesmen to to do music. Is room for fucking Melly Mel to still make albums. Grandmaster Cats. There's room for everybody, but it's seeming like 
if you don't make a certain type of music, you get put in a box. So if you make a certain type of music, you old. If you make a certain type of music, you young. And I seen Eric Sermon put a quote out there. Um, I think it was yesterday on Twitter. He was saying something about, you know, why can't we get this young cats to rap lyrical? And I kind of disagree with that. There is lyrical young cats. But if you're looking in the mainstream, that's why they're mainstream. You're not going to get certain shit. See, with a lot of people that's older than me, the, I'm talking about the 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 forty the the 43s and up, the people older than me, uh, y'all have to realize that it's a new time and a new day, and you just got to adapt to what's going on. That don't mean you have to like the music. That don't mean you have to support it. That don't mean you have to play it. That don't mean any of that. But it is a new time, and shit just happens. You know, the music is evolving into different things, and everything has its time. Now, what, you, what you're doing wrong, and I'm going to tell everybody, all the elder statesmen in hip-hop, what you're doing wrong is that you didn't find a young dude and really put them on. See, me, I believe in this, right? I believe in, okay, a young guy might be a little misguided because, shit, I was 21, I was 18, you couldn't tell me shit. You couldn't tell me shit about shit. You couldn't tell me nothing about life. I thought I knew everything. Because that's just how you are when you're young. You think you know everything. You're just naturally rebellious to everything. So what you're supposed to do is you get you one of these young dudes or young ladies without trying to smash motherfuckers. And you show them the ropes. You guide them. You, 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 you know, and, and but you let them be them. So even if they doing mumble rap, even if they doing trap rap, even if they doing some of the music that you don't like, that you don't consider to be lyrical, still find a way to tutor them and guide them so they're not going out there misguided and undecided and doing stupid shit. What you doing is, a lot of y'all are just disgruntled and just mad that, you know, motherfuckers ain't in hoodies rapping on the, on the corner with 40s. Yo, that shit ain't coming back. Like, when you really look back, let's, let's all right, let's keep it real. We gonna keep it real, we gonna keep it real. Doggy Diamond's no filter, for real, for real. We talking about mumble rap. So you mean to tell me that Mystical wasn't mumble rap? Who the fuck knew what Mystical was talking about? I didn't know nothing Mystical was talking about. Not a, not, not nothing. That shit wasn't mumble rap? Why is that not, why is that not mumble rap? Early Buster Rhymes. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Chip Fool. That shit, was, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about shit. Some of that shit Jay-Z was saying at one point. I didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. So, are you saying mumble rap is mumble rap based on the sound of the music? Or are you talking about the lyrics and how they're saying it? Is that what makes it mumble rap? So, just clarify that for me if you could. Because if we talking about mumble rap, that shit always existed. These little dudes ain't the first mumble rappers there is just big right now, but motherfuckers is listening to mystical. I ain't know what the fuck mystical was talking about. All you know is shake your ass, watch yourself, shake your ass, show me what you're working with. But all that other shit he was saying, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And and that was a little bit more audible earlier prior to that. 
that make him say, uh, and all that shit. I ain't know what the fuck Mystical was talking about. Didn't even give a fuck. I just like, yo, I don't like this shit. So we always had, uh, first of all, there's nothing new under the sun. So we always had different versions of different things. They just had different titles at the time. But nobody was rapping like Mystical. That was his thing to a certain in- certain extent. Um, when Twister came out, I know what the fuck he was talking about. When when um, Bone Thugs first came out, I didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. Shout out to Crazy Bone. He's down with Digital Soapbox Network. He got a show called The After Hours Fix on Digital Soapbox Network. So just make sure you go to digitalsoapboxnetwork.com and check out Crazy Bone's show. But Crazy Bone, I'm going to keep it real. When you first came out and Bone Thugs came out, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. I'm from New York. That shit was just a little, uh, I won't say fast, but I didn't understand it. It was fucking, I was drinking 40s. And shit was fucking with my, my, my drunkenness. You know, it was fucking with my, me trying to get drunk. It didn't, it didn't mesh right. I couldn't get drunk to that shit, you know? So I think we diss the youth so much that we keep forgetting that we had motherfuckers in our time that was just like them. Now you want to get on the way they dress? Y'all really want to talk about the way the youth is dressing? Like motherfuckers wasn't dressing like that too? Let's not forget before the early 90s and the cross colors and the carcanaz and all that shit came out, dudes was wearing tight ass clothes too. Dudes was wearing blouses. Dr. Dre wasn't wearing lace and all that shit. Dr. Dre had that shit on too. And the father of hip hop, which is like funk, George Clinton and them, yo, they had fucking on, yo, dudes running around on stage with pampers on. George Clinton, the great George Clinton, never intend, you know, I'm never going to disrespect him or even intend to disrespect him, but I'm just keeping it a buck. Dude had on all types of crazy shit. He had on he had rainbow hair too. He had rainbow fucking extensions in his hair. Why why nobody said nothing about that shit? But we danced to it, we partied to it, and but he they was looking crazy. We not Africa Bambada. I mean, and look at all the shit we found out about him. But look how they was dressing. Motherfuckers would come out with a Viking helmet on. That shit was normal. Outcast, Goody Mar. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Melly Mel, the way they was dressing, that shit wasn't normal. That shit was normal. Tribe Called Quest early on, that shit was normal. The Jungle Brothers, that shit was normal. None of that shit was normal. That shit wasn't normal. I wasn't jacking none of that shit. So before we look at the youth and say, oh, look how they dress, look at this shit. Yo, look how TLC was dressed. Then you had a phase where dudes is wearing... Like fucking 7X t-shirts. You don't remember that phase with Cash Money. They was wearing them white tees. And them shits was like down to their fucking knees. You don't remember that? That shit wasn't cool neither. So we always had a time in hip hop where the way you dressed was just... I, don't, I wasn't fucking with it. So that's why when I look at the way these dudes dress, I be like, nah, I ain't fucking with that. But I don't care. It don't make or break me. You know, I, I don't put too much into it because I'm going to keep it real with you. 2018, you got dudes walking around with holy ass pants. They walk around with fucking pants with holes in it and the knees 
And old Terry, I'm not fucking wearing no. I'm not gonna pay two, three hundred dollars for no jeans with fucking holes in them. That is a complete waste of money. Now I might buy some jeans, and when they get a little older, they get a little hole in it. Cool. But I'm not going to be the one to go in the store and buy some jeans with holes in it. That's not going to happen. So when we looking at the way they dress, we look at the way they carry themselves. We always look at them and we diss the youth. But the OGs got to take a little bit more responsibility because we looking at them and we like, yo, they popping pills. They doing drugs. They doing this. These niggas are junkies like motherfuckers wasn't smoking crack like Dudes from in hip-hop wasn't smoking crack. Like dudes in hip-hop wasn't sniffing coke. Like dudes in hip-hop wasn't popping ecstasy before it became Molly, before it became Xanax. Xanax, did I say that right? Yeah, Xanax. Think, yo, we used to drink Cisco. They call that shit liquid crack. So they sipping lean, we were sipping Cisco. What's the fucking difference? Now the difference might be the chemical dependency on it. And the effects that it has on you. But still, we had our vices that the generation before us didn't approve of. And we didn't give a fuck. I remember my older cousin Nuna used to see me drinking Cisco. And he would take my bottle and roof that shit. And I'd be mad as fuck. This one big in them was down on St. James in front of the liquor store. And I was too young to even get liquor. I was too young to even be drinking. So I would find like a crackhead from the hood and give him. Because Cisco was on. For the small bottle was a buck fifty, and for the big bottle was three dollars. So I would either get Jay or I would get um a crackhead from the hood to just go in there and go get me a bottle of Cisco, and I would drink that shit. And I was so fucking crazy with it, I would go get a bottle of Saint Ives because Saint Ives was two for three dollars. So we get two bottles of Saint Ives, drink a little bit off of each bottle, and then pour the big Cisco or small Cisco in the bottle of Saint Ives. So we drinking Cisco and fucking Saint Ives. Ain't nothing, I mean, besides, I, you know, I ain't saying that shit is like lean. But that shit ain't right. And we did that shit at fucking 15 and 16 years old. We was doing that shit. But the difference was we didn't know the effects that it would have on us later on. And there was nobody older than us saying, in hip-hop, rather. In hip-hop. Because it was people in the hood telling you shit. But I'm talking about people in hip-hop that were saying, yo, you drinking that fucking St. Oz? No. St. Oz gave out um, uh, endorsement deals. St. Oz gave out endorsement deals. Remember the St. Oz commercial? Big had one. Wu-Tang had one. Uh, um, Ice Cube had one. Um, MC8. EPMD. You know what I'm saying? EPMD shit was dope, too. You know, um... Yeah, Wu-Tang shit was dope too. Damn, remember that beat? That shit was dope. But anyway, yeah, a lot of people had St. Oz commercials. More than that, I think Snoop might have one, but everybody had St. Oz commercials. That shit wasn't cool to drink, but we was drinking that shit. So when I see them drinking they lean and drinking shit and doing shit that they had no business doing, that shit just remind me of what we were doing. Now, the difference is we in the information age and we got education. So we could say, yo, little bro, yo, don't be drinking that shit. Look what happened to DJ Screw. Look what happened to Pimp C. Look what happened to um, various others that died or had complications from drinking. Okay, you don't remember Pimp C? Okay, you don't remember DJ Screw? Look at Fredo Santana. 
So that's what we doing wrong. We keep chastising them and making them always feel low and belittling the youth instead of educating them on shit. Because again, you remember being 18. You remember being 21. You remember being 22, 23. You remember thinking you knew every fucking thing. I know what I did. I remember motherfuckers couldn't tell me shit. I remember like, I remember saying stupid shit like, yo, I don't give a fuck if my liver fair. I don't care. I'm getting fucked up. I remember saying dumb shit like that. I remember that. So I know what it's like to be young, reckless, and not give a fuck. But in hip hop now, we in the information age where we know health is wealth. We watching people pass away from poor health. We watching people, uh, you know, suffer through ailments due to poor health. Poor education. So now we know better. So now it's our job to say to the youth, yo, this, that, and the third. Okay, if they don't want to listen, it's on them. But you don't just knock them and say, yo, y'all junkies, y'all ain't shit. You know, because we be doing that shit and I'm guilty of doing that shit too. But then I started thinking like, yo, hold up. Who job is it to put them on? Because the the uh, the system is not going to tell them. The system of hip-hop, the system of the music industry is not going to tell them, yo, y'all are fiends. They're not going to do that because they're making money off it. That's our job to do that shit. It's our job to say to them, yo, y'all bugging the fuck out right now. Y'all need to cut that out. Y'all need to stop drinking. Y'all need to stop doing this. That's our job to do that shit as the people that's older than them. And a lot of us are not doing that. A lot of us are just getting mad and calling them little crackheads and calling them shit. And that should be funny. So I'd be laughing, but then when I really think about it, what if I was young and somebody was calling me all these fucking names? I'd be like, fuck you. You know, and I'm going to continue doing me. So that's a part of the disconnection because we're looking at the way they dress. We're looking at the music that they make. We're looking at what they drinking. We're looking at the shit they smoking. But hey, if we look at, you know, before my time, the 80s, and during my time, during the early 90s, Motherfuckers was smoking crack, smoking wools. Wools is crack and weed mix. Motherfuckers was sniffing dope, sniffing cocaine, doing all types of shit to get high, just like the youth was, but the drug was different. The drug was different. So I'm not going to knock them. All I can do is do like some outreach shit. The, the, the young dudes that I come across, just try to put them on. Just say, yo, bro, I get it. I understand it, but nah, that shit ain't, you ain't going to be able to last like that without shitting them because the rebellious nature of people, the minute somebody say some shit to you you don't like, you automatically tell them, go fuck yourself. I don't care who it is. It could be your parents. It could be your grandmother. It could be your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, your peer. Somebody disrespect you like, man, fuck you. That's just how it goes. So I think it got to be a way that we could communicate with the little dudes without just straight up throwing them away and shitting on them. You know, so that's enough of me defending the youth. Oh, before I do that, a lot of y'all OGs, a lot of shit is y'all fault too, man. You got to take responsibility. For example, this is no uh, criminal intent. No SUV. I always say SUV when it's SVU. I always say SUV like a fucking idiot. Who else say SUV? But it's SVU. But it's not SVU criminal intent. I think it's law and order criminal intent. 
Anyway, back back to the subject. I was in the Barclays um, the, for the source. Uh, I think they had like a big show, but I was in the Barclays. You know, Barclays is in, in my neighborhood. So I went to the Barclays. Um, and it was groups there. It was Bone Thugs there. It was um, Dipset was performing. Little Kim was performing. I, y'all might have seen uh, footage on Forbes DVD of Little Kim doing a shmoney dance. That's where I filmed that at, at the Barclays. And Wu-Tang was there, the whole Wu-Tang clan, right? So imagine me doing hip-hop journalism, and you see Wu-Tang. And you like, holy shit, like, this is the legendary Wu-Tang. Even though, you know, I know some of the members, I know mostly all of them, off the record, off camera, before Wu-Tang. But still, for hip-hop, for what you're doing in this game, to get a Wu-Tang interview, if not... All of them in its entirety, one of them individually or a few of them collectively, it's still what you strive for in this business. So I've I've had an inspector deck interview before. I've had a, a a method man interview before. I've had a Capadonna interview, as you know before, and shot videos for him. I even got a RZA interview that never surfaced. So I got a lot of these interviews that never surfaced. So only people I never interviewed was you God. I got a Raekwon interview that never surfaced. I got a Ghostface interview that never surfaced. You know, I'm a loser sometimes, but I have them. They're out there um, on tape somewhere. I even had a Killer Priest interview that mysteriously disappeared, but I don't even want to talk about that because every time I think about that, I get fucking mad. But um, so I see Jizza. And I'm like, you know, this is, you know, some of y'all might say Jizza, which, which is his name, one of his attributes. But this is the genius. This is the genius from Cold Chillin'. This is Come Do Me. You know, pause. I got to pause that. But this is genius from, you know, from the Wu-Tang Clan. But this is genius that I knew before I knew what Wu-Tang was. And I remember the record Come Do Me and I remember all that shit. So I'm like, yo, this is genius. This is somebody who, you know, is a is an OG in the business because he's been out before Wu-Tang. He's had a record deal before. And he's also one of the most incredible lyricists in hip-hop history. So I see genius, and I'm like, oh, shit. That's the jizzer. Yo, that's the jizzer. I got, like I said... I got interviews with everybody. So I see genius and I'm like, your genius piece was good. Could I get an interview? You know, now he's there. This is the source. The source is what a publication. It's not a booking agency. It's not, um, it's this a fucking publication. It's a source. Now, black male, independent doggy diamonds, Forbes, DVD, independent, Black man, and, and like I'm saying, I'm telling you the story. I'm not saying this to disrespect genius or, you know, he might have been having a bad day or whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you what's wrong with some of the elder statesmen in hip hop. So I see genius and I'm like, yo, Jizzle, what's up? What's good? Yo, what's up? My name is Doggy Diamonds Forbes DVD. Could I get an interview? No interviews. I'm like, what? Now I'm not doing no interviews. 
Yo, do you know how disappointed I was in him? You know how, like, that shit was very disappointing because I'm like, yo, why you not doing no interviews? Like, what the fuck? You, you, all right, give me a drop or some shit. Like, you fucking genius. Like, I'm here and, yo, you here and, and, and you from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. Couldn't wait to see you. And you made records that I, that I love. I supported. And, you know, no interviews. I, that shit was very disappointing to me. So shit like that make you say, now nah, I don't want to support you no more. I don't want to fuck with you. I mean, I didn't take that, you know, that path, but I can see why some people look at the OGs in the game as bitter, angry, and don't want to fuck with them. And that was, if I wasn't who I was and I, and I didn't have, you know, knowledge of myself and giving him the benefit of the doubt, for whatever reason, because I don't know what the fuck he was on, I could have just been on some bitter shit and be like, yo, I ain't never supporting him. I don't care what his name is on, whatever his, I don't care. Because of how he just brushed me off. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, me being who I am, I'm a man. I know he's a man. He could have been having a bad day, bad moment. He could have not wanted to been there. He could have been not feeling well. All types of variables, and I'm making up excuses. For him, because I don't want to think bad about him. But here it is. You might have the youth. It might be a, a little pump or Jay Critch or somebody or, or one of these young rappers who people seem to, you know, the older dudes seem to disrespect and say is whack and all that shit. And I see him, I'll be like, yo, little pump was good. Yo, I like your shit. Or I heard that record. Could I get an interview? They so, you know, understanding of media and so understanding of the importance of press they say sure let's do it and they give you an interview right on the spot and then we wondering why the youth know so much about social media why they know so much about the computers why they know so much about the press and how they have they press guys that they go to and why they be winning because they get it a lot of the older dudes don't fucking get it. They stuck. Listen, listen. There is no more per diem. There's no company car. There is no budget. There is no budget. Nobody has a budget for you. You have to grind. You have to do it yourself. And that's what the youth get and the older niggas don't get. They still think, oh, what's the budget? Oh, come up with a budget for that. A budget? The budget is... Recording in your house and putting that shit on iTunes. That's the budget. And if you really got a fan base, they going to buy it. And that's what happened to music. So, you know, as disheartening as it is, when you see, and, and, and like I said, I'm just keeping it real. I'm not trying to be disrespectful and I'm not um, calling nobody out. But when I see groups like De La Soul and Eric Sermon, and TLC, groups that, you know, I know touch paper, groups that toured all over the world, groups that have albums and historical records, not so much maybe as TLC, but they, they put their work in, you know, and I guess that's, of, you know, um, it's all in your perception. But I know for Eric Sermon via EPMD himself as a producer and as an artist, legendary 
De La Soul. When you see groups like this doing GoFundMe's to put their music out, I'd be like, yo, damn, that shit cool. So let me get this straight. You do a GoFundMe. You do a GoFundMe. And somebody gives you the money to put your album out and then they got to buy it after that? Or do they go fund you and then they automatically get the album? Like, I'm confused. How does that work? Because if I help you put the album together, I ain't paying for it after I already fucking paid for it. I paid for you to do it. But that's another subject. So to see some of our beloved legendary groups doing GoFundMes and y'all touched paper, y'all touched money, y'all touched continents, you trying to tell me off some of them hit records, you can't go out a few times a month and get like 20 racks and put an album together? Um, you know, let's keep it real. Shit don't cost that much no more. So that's the disconnect between the youth and the older dudes because the older dudes are set and stuck in their ways that the industry has changed from. And the younger dudes is like, yo, fuck that. I'm going to get by this beat off a of motherfucking SoundCloud or buy this beat off of YouTube for $20, put this shit on SoundCloud. It's a lot of fraudulent shit they doing. I ain't going to front. They buying, you know, they buying plays. They buying views. They got bots. They got all that shit. I'm not saying that what they doing is 100% right and exact, but they are understanding that it's certain things you got to do and fake it to make it. And it ain't no difference with what the older dudes was doing when they was wearing fake-ass jewelry. Some of them buying their own records. They was doing fake shit too in videos with cars that wasn't there. It's nothing new under the sun. All I'm saying is that, and y'all know me, I don't like contradictions. So don't talk about them if you or your peers was doing the exact same shit. So when you see older groups doing GoFundMe's, you're like, damn, y'all hurting. Because that's what we automatically say. Now, I know for a fact that via donations and via help, you can do more. But some of these people have record deals. Like, I got a Patreon page. I have um PayPal donations. But, you know, I'm independent. I'm doing all this shit on my own, out my pocket. It's a difference. Some of these groups don't touch paper. And you don't have no money to put together an album because some label won't do it for you. When y'all going to boss up and be the label? When y'all going to put somebody on? You know, one of the biggest knocks on people like LL Cool J is, and I think LL need to clarify this. I think LL need to do an interview because one of the biggest knocks on LL Cool J is that who has LL Cool J put on? People really believe that LL Cool J never put nobody on. I don't know if that's true. Now, I don't. I can't say, yo, he put this person on or he put that person on. Maybe he did some things behind the scenes for some people that we don't know about. But I think he need to clarify that because that's a knock on him in the court of public opinion. And you know, this is where we at with everything via media, via podcasts, and everybody got something to say and everybody got their thoughts about you. So sometimes people be like, yo, we not supporting nothing he do and nothing new he do. Cause he ain't never helped nobody. And a lot of these dudes, you think about, we always talk about New York and all that shit. Look at the powers that be in New York. Who the fuck do they help? Who the fuck do they put on? They do photo ops with niggas when a nigga get hot. Then they want to take a picture with them or because I didn't come. Listen, I didn't come and build my shit to say, all right, I'm going to put my flag down and, and pick your flag up. No, we come in this shit 
When you really a boss, you carry your own flag and you take your flag and you 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 you, you stamp that shit in the ground and you fly your flag. Now you could get assistance from other people, but I'm not putting my flag down. And I see so many people with these fake ass platforms. They say they own this, they own that, they don't own shit. You under somebody. You under somebody. And it's OG niggas that's under other OG niggas. They ain't even taking the youth. That's the point I make is there's nothing wrong with being under somebody, but they not even taking the youth. They not even taking the little dudes and, and helping them. They taking old dudes and it's like, yo, why 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 the fuck they keep getting chances? I, all right, they might have a proven track record, but they ain't help nobody. And that's where the disconnect is coming at. Me. I look at little dudes. I got little dudes in my hood. Little dudes in my uh, my hood. A lot of them is my physical family. They call 730. They um run with Jay Critch. Now, this is my family. This is my physical family. I don't know Jay Critch, but I know everybody around him. That's all my physical family or my homies, uh, son. My godson is around him. My little cousins is around him. So... What I'm supposed to say, oh, Jay Critch, I don't like his music, is some young shit. No, he's providing a way for himself and my little cousins and my little um, homies and nephews to get on and help them stay off the streets. So what am I doing? I'm supposed to say, oh, I don't like the music y'all make. Fuck y'all. No, I'm supposed to say, yo, all right, ain't about whether I like the music or not. This is what y'all supposed to do in the business. So y'all be straight. I don't just throw them away. They going to smoke weed. They going to do shit like that. Like I said, I never was a smoker. I was a fucking drinker. And I did what I wanted to when I was their age too. And I damn sure was way more violent than they are. You know, because we be telling them too. Yo, y'all got to chill. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my little nephew, Tango. You know what I'm saying? Just talking to him the other day like, yo, nephew, relax. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm not going to shit on them because they experiencing life and shit, but we just going to tell them, yo, it's casualties with certain shit. My OGs, I love them to death, but they ain't tell me certain shit due to the lack of education that they had because growing up in, in as a teenager in the 90s Brooklyn, this shit was just rough. Either you was going to get devoured or you was going to stay in the fucking house or you was going to fight. It was no in-between. You know, I chose to be out there fighting, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't proud of that shit. I'm just saying that's just what I did. So we do that. So the ones coming behind us don't have to do that. But what do we do? The ones that come behind us, we encourage dumb shit or we don't teach them shit or when they do shit and they don't want to listen, we be like, fuck them. That's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You got to get to the youth. We got to find a way to get through to the youth because at the end of the day, yo, that's your homeboy's son. That's your homeboy daughter. That's your homegirl's son. That's your homegirl daughter. That's your cousin's son or daughter, which makes them your cousin, your blood. Or you watch them grow up. You grow up with their parents. Some of y'all, and you watching their children do dumb shit, and you're not saying nothing. You're not saying something to the parents like, yo. So it, I, I feel, honestly, the industry should not be raising the children in the music business, we should be. We should be taking a hold of the youth and saying, yo, little bro, you moving crazy right now. Yeah, you getting that bag. Great. 
But you might want to live to spin that bag. You might want to live to enjoy that bag. And the way you moving, shit ain't cool. Now, I understand. I understand all this trolling shit. I understand all this shit that takes place on the internet. I understand. But that shit going to get somebody killed. It's either going to get you killed or somebody innocent killed around the circle. And that shit ain't cool. Just scale back on this or move like this or, oh, a, a word that happened. I right, let's get people on the horn. Let's try to mediate certain shit. A lot of that shit ain't happening. You got older dudes just watching little dudes do dumb shit and just like, fuck them little niggas. They got to learn. They got to figure. I'm like, yo, nah, we can't be like that. Now, we try to get through to them. And when you can't, then sometimes some, you know, you got some children that when you say hot, the way you said it, they scared of hot. They ain't going to touch it. Then you got some children who just going to touch it. Now, I look at it like this. What if somebody gave up on Malcolm? We wouldn't have the great Malcolm X. Many people that are great men in our communities were once scumbags, many of them. And they was able to get reform and refine and come out of that. And some of them were still in it, still fighting the demons, but only because people didn't give up on them and people uh, kept, you know, working with them. And I feel like it's tough to talk to somebody who's young that got more money than you because of the way you carry yourself. Like I said, you old and you out of touch with certain shit. So you're not even explaining value to them. Like they looking up to these so-called billionaires in hip hop, because listen, I could tell one of these kids some shit and they be look at me like, all right, you ain't driving no Bentley. You don't live in fucking Malibu with a fucking mansion. You don't got bitches. You don't got mad jewelry. You don't got, you know, even though you can have all those things, but because you don't front a certain way, you know, and, and nowadays you're determined i rather they determine your worth based on your Instagram follower. Like, you know, oh, he only got 8,000-something followers. Fuck do he know? He got 800,000, so he must be smart and lit. So the way they think is all fucked up, and that's based off of society. But who makes up society? We do. Because we keep saying society like it's some fucking hidden shit. No, we make that shit up. Some people who claim to have knowledge of self are on loving hip-hop or actually watch that shit. So you contribute to the numbers of the ratchet shit. And I ain't going to single out love and hip hop. I mean, all types of shit. So cut it out. So my thing is with the youth, it's hard to get through to them when they look at you like you washed up and you out the game or you don't understand. So you could say something to them. They don't want to listen to you. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then Jay-Z could say the same thing in a record. Or Lil Wayne can say the same thing in the record verbatim, what you said, how you said it, because it could be an old saying, and now it's law. Why? Because the perception of this individual. So we got to realize with the youth, everything is based off perception. Now, that don't mean that I'm going to throw on my chain and walk around with, you know, two grand in my pocket the front. No, I don't got to do all that. But it is a way that we have to find a way to convey the message to them that they understand and they could, could relate to you. You know, because when I think about lessons and I think about the OGs 
when my OGs talk, I listen. Because I know what they're saying to me is out of love. Now, we got to remember a lot of these youth, you know, the, 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 the hood is fucked up. And then you have little dudes that's, we don't really know their backstory. We don't even know if they from the hood or anything. We just know that they were put in the industry and then everybody is just following them. And that's the, the, the kids that the youth are following. So we don't really know their story. And all the, all the youth see is success. So that's all that matters. And then you got grown ass motherfuckers talking about, I got to get that bag. I got to get this sounding like little ass kids. Then we wonder why the little kids, the youth act crazy because look at the fucking adults. So all in all, I know I've been talking for like 40 minutes or whatever the case may be, but I'm just going to say this in closing. I don't really 100% blame the youth. I blame the parents, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles. I blame a lot of us for letting this shit spiral out of control and get out of control. And then we want to just keep pointing fingers at the kids, but yo, we raised them and some of us didn't raise them. And some of us didn't raise them. Right. And some of us start joining them and acting like them. And they say, if you know better, you do better. So if you're a grown ass man and you know better, why are you acting like a little ass boy or a little girl? And some grown ass men acting like little girls. Yeah. I said that shit. Right. I didn't, Fuck that one up. That was right and exact. So, I'm Doggy Diamonds. You know, that's just something for you to think about. Something for you to ponder. Something for you to, you know, grab one of your young boys up and just really build with them. Listen to this. You know, and just really try to find a way that it's a mutual respect between the youth and the older G. You know, the older G's and the young G's. Because we got to respect them. They coming. They, they the future. And instead of always being angry and cursing them out, telling them how they ain't shit. Yo, remember you was doing that shit at one point too. And some of y'all was fucking crackheads. I ain't never smoked no crack. I never smoked anything in my life, but some of y'all was smoking crack. So stop acting like you was holy in the thou. You got missing side teeth and shit like that. Because from all the crack you smoke, cut it out. So I'm Doggy Diamonds. This is Doggy Diamonds No Filter Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to me on all audio platforms except for SoundCloud. I'm no longer on SoundCloud. So salute to everybody who subscribed on SoundCloud. If you're hearing this right now and you a SoundCloud subscriber, I'm not saying unsubscribe. I'm just saying make sure you subscribe to another thing. I know many people don't have iPhones, so you can subscribe on Google Play. They got CastBox. They got many different platforms, so you can listen on Audio Boom. I know some people was complaining about the play on Audio Boom. I can't tell you. You know, I can't help you with that, but I'm going to investigate that myself. I never had an issue with that. I'm on all social media, D-O-G-D-I-E-D-I-A-M-O-N-D-S, on all social media. Doggy Diamonds TV is on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. You hit the bell for notifications. I ain't going to be begging for fucking subscribers, too, man. I tell y'all subscribe. Y'all need to subscribe. That's that, because y'all be subscribing to these sucker niggas, dick riding in comments. I be blocking people and unfollowing people when I see you dick riding. I don't like that shit. But anyway, I'm Doggy Diamonds. Thank y'all for listening. I'm out of here. Make sure you share this too, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace. All right, all right. I got to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening to Doggy Diamonds No Filter Podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure you share this. Spread the word. Talk about it. Argue with me. I don't give a fuck what you do. Leave a comment. 
This is Doggy Diamonds. I'm out of here. See you on the next podcast. Peace. Doggy Diamonds did this. Did this.